You said you would sing this week. No. You said you would. Goblins and ghouls all lined up for you, singing their yuletide carols. <laughs> and that's the song. Okay. The reason why it's so funny is because what the heck? Like Harrison just sang that out of nowhere one day. Like he just made up a song. And I was like, how did your brain go there you know the goblins and ghouls all lined up for you singing the yuletide carol like what they're singing their yuletide carols oh sorry it just cracked me up and now he's been singing it a lot yeah it's a good song it's probably one of my best yeah so sing along if you know the words if you know the words hey if you know this one sing out baby goblins and ghouls all lined up for you singing their yuletide carol and the people in the back Goblins and ghouls all lined up for you, singing their yuletide carols. It's just like a bunch of like, it's like a bunch of uh, the gremlins, like, but the gr- only the gremlins that like wear the lipstick and shit. Yes. Know? Yeah. One of our favorite movies. I, I love, fucking love gremlins. Okay. Great Christmas music movie. People waste their time talking about Die Hard, the real Christmas movie. I've never movie. seen Die Hard. It's fine. Just Friends is the best Christmas movie. I stand by that. Okay. Alrighty then. Anyway, anyway, welcome to Spooky Show. The spooky show, the entire world of history, the universe ever of life. Oh. I am Kate, and that is Santa. Santa, God dang it. You're here again, man. You gotta go. We didn't invite you back this week. Yeah, I did not introduce you. I'm trying to introduce Harrison. Yeah, please, man. Okay. Okay, bye. Ho, 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 bye. coming so early. He's so Just excited. checking in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making my list and I'm checking Just in twice. Just checking twice. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, have we been good, Santa? Meanwhile, we're just goblins. I'm and not sure. For you. <laughs> Anyways, let's get serious. I'm serious. Oh, yeah. Okay. Today. We're talking about an unsolved case. That's, that's the unsolved case theme. That's local to D.C. Oh. If you don't know, Harrison and I live in D.C. And this is not doxing. It's a big city. If you follow me uh, on Instagram, you know this. For sure. Harrison like yelled at me one time for saying we lived in D.C. So I don't know if yelled. I more was just like, come on. I think we're okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know what I always think about? Sorry, a quick sidebar, but like sure. people on LinkedIn literally have their places of employment on there. Like, yeah, it's if someone wanted to find you, they know where you are for 40 hours a week. It's kind of so messed true. Up. Okay, anyway. Fun to think about. Yeah, so we're keeping it local today. And I've never heard of this one. And this is a farm to table case. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it. And it, it happened in 1999, but still, like, Everyone knows about the Chandra Levy case, right? Like, you know that. And it does have some similarities to the one we'll, we're going to talk about today, and we'll touch on that. But I think I know what case this is. Really? Do you, it's the it? one where they go into the house, and then they don't. It's the two. I'm not going to say anymore. I don't think. 
So yeah, nobody talks about this one. Um, so today we're talking about a woman named Joyce Chang. Okay, what's going on with Joyce? So Joyce was born on December 7th, 1970. She was one of four children and the only daughter in her close-knit family. Her parents were Taiwanese immigrants. Okay. And they had moved to Chicago where Joyce was raised, but then they moved. They all moved as a family to Southern California. Not a bad spot, not a bad spot. Her three brothers were John Chang, who actually became the controller of the state of California in 2007. And oh, the, the comptroller or whatever? That's cool. And the treasurer of California in 2015. What the hell does a comptroller even do? It That's says for controller, another day. not comptroller. Oh, I don't know what the hell controller of California would mean. I'm not even going to act like I know I anything about government positions. I think controller is the position. Okay. But I don't know. It may be its own thing. And then there was Robert Chang and Roger Chang. And Roger is actually now working as the executive in charge at um, the TV show America's Most Wanted. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So the show has a long history of employing people who... Uh, have been, like, affected by... Yeah, I mean, the guy yeah. who started that. Yeah. I believe, or one of the people who started that. John, mm -hmm. what's his name? John Walsh? Mm -hmm. Is that who? Didn't he use... Yeah. Yeah. Right, and his son, Adam? Yes. You are correct. Look at Harrison. True crime facts coming out. He says he's not a fan. I, I do know. know that story. He used to be on VH1 when VH1 used to do those like true crime, like craziest cases or craziest moments of the 2000s. Well, Harrison also reads Wikipedia all day. So I do love Wikipedia. I'm like, I'm like a. <laughs> I always point him like, what you reading about today? He's like John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, I was reading about the FBI surveilling John Lennon today, and that was my big uh, dive today. Okay, so anyway, friends said that Joyce had a wonderful personality. She was really cheerful, and they did say the words that she would light up a room. So Joyce attended Smith College, and she was a great student. She was the student government uh, president at her college in 1992, and she graduated from the evening division of Georgetown University Law oh, School cool. in 1995. Evening squad, baby. And while she was in law school, she was working for Congressman um, Howard Berman okay. as an intern. Not familiar, but sounds legit. Yeah. I mean, this was 1999. Um, she was working as an intern and an immigration Some of those advisor. motherfuckers have been in there since 1980. Like, Okay. I, I don't I know, know. I'm just goofing. I'm just, we don't know what a comptroller is. So yeah, we we, exactly. I don't, don't know what a comptroller is. And you don't need to. So, of course, we're in D.C. We're getting a little political here with these job titles. Yeah, we're talking Senate. We're talking House. Yeah, so after earning her law degree and completing her internship, she worked in the general counsel's office of the Immigration and Naturalization Service. So the INS. Okay. See, what is the general counsel? Like legal. Okay. You basically <laughs> consult them on matters of the law. That's such like a general name. Well, no, general counsel is like a pretty specific lawyer um, title, and it's usually reserved for like big companies or uh, like high profile individuals and stuff like that. You usually have general counsel for those kind of things. Okay, I'm going to have to cut a lot of this. I'm just me being No, you're stupid. good. You can, you can keep that in. That's fine. Most people probably are not sure what that means. You know what? You're right. Thank you. Okay. So while living and working in D.C., she lived with her brother, Roger, in DuPont Circle. and Shout out, baby. Yeah. Chandra Levy also lived in DuPont Circle, by the way. Um, Are you doxing her now? <laughs> so on January 9th, 1999, it's a Saturday night. 
Joyce is 28 at the time, and she met with uh, several friends for a movie and dinner. And one of those friends named Kathy offered to drive her home at around 8.15 p.m. And Joyce asked Kathy if she could actually drop her off at the Starbucks at the intersection of Connecticut Avenue and R Street Northwest. Uh You know the one. Yeah. And she said she wanted a cup of tea and then she would walk home from there because she only lived four blocks away from that Starbucks. Um, which in D.C., like, four blocks is not far at all. No. We have short blocks, it feels like. Yeah, very short blocks. So she never made it back to her apartment after she got dropped off at Starbucks. So at first, Roger, he doesn't think much of the fact that his sister, like, did not come home that night. Like, apparently she wasn't feeling that well, so he thought, like, she just might have tr- crashed at Kathy's apartment instead of, like, trekking back home. And then Monday comes around and Roger starts to worry because he finds out that his roommate slash sister was a no call, no show to work that day, which is like very unlike Joyce. But Roger doesn't report his sister missing until Tuesday. Is he trying to give it 48 hours? I don't know. A lot of police stations, I think, don't like take cases for missing people that are adults until two days. I know, but you'll also come to find out that she was a government employee. So like... Here. Right. I will continue, and you'll see why I think that's weird. So he said he wanted to, like, just wait for her to reach out. He's, like, thinking, oh, she'll probably come back. So he calls the sister's coworkers and friends, and he finds out they haven't seen her either. So he finally calls the police. And since Joyce is a federal employee, the FBI actually just takes the lead of immediately when investing this case. So, like, I feel like, you know, maybe since she was a government employee and she gets the, they can get the FBI involved right away, they maybe wouldn't need 48 hours. Like, maybe they right. would just hop right on it. But maybe. I don't think he was thinking that way. Like, he, he never clarified he was. But just a little just a little weird. I feel like if you went out for a night and you didn't come home, I would not wait until Tuesday. Yeah, probably not. No. But who knows? Okay, so the FBI, they learned that she met up with a coworker for coffee in the afternoon, and then... They, she saw the movie and went to dinner. So they're trying to, like, establish a timeline first. And they also learned that she was wearing a thigh-length green jacket with a hood over a black turtleneck, whitewashed jeans, and a red paisley scarf. And they also learned that as far as Kathy knew, Joyce didn't have any other plans that night. Okay. She was just going to go to Starbucks, grab her tea, and go home. So you're probably wondering if that Starbucks has security footage. And the answer is no. And of course not. Yeah. And when all the employees who were working that night were interviewed, they said they didn't remember seeing someone who matches Joyce's description. And though I will say, like, we can say firsthand that that Starbucks location is super busy. So it's like, you might not remember. Yeah, it's in the you corner know. one. Yeah. 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 You probably, I don't know, wouldn't remember seeing anyone there yeah, but it's also a really small store and this was late at night right they saw a movie yeah that is another thing it was eight fifteen, and she was ordering a tea yeah and you like know that, but also like that starbucks like most starbucks like die down after like i know six, five or six what time does starbucks usually close in it used to close at like 10 oh wow they stay open late. since the but not anymore i don't think since the pandemic so i don't think they have the money right. to stay open that one they're not making enough money yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it used to be like, I know for sure that they used to be like open till like 10 in most places, 9 or 10, because when I used to work a long time ago, one that, that closed at 9. Mm-hmm. 
So the FBI also discovered that Joyce had left her pager at home and Joyce actually did get one page while she like was out and the police were able to trace it back to a payphone at a hotel near Dulles Airport. Okay. Which is like out in Virginia. Yeah. But they couldn't narrow it down past that, so it was just a dead end. And then they interview one of Joyce's ex boyfriends to see if that's something, but that turns up as nothing. So the FBI put up a twenty thousand dollar reward for information regarding her disappearance. And then a couple came forward with a clue. So on January tenth, the day after Joyce disappeared, a couple had been walking in Anacostia Park and they found a billfold or basically like a wallet with Joyce's government credit card and they turned it into the park police. But the police didn't know Joyce was missing at this time because her brother hadn't reported her missing until the 12th. Right. So the wallet went into the lost and found. But then four days later, the couple recognized Joyce's photo in the media and alerted the FBI. So oh, And also should be noted for people who don't know, Anacostia, was... like a really... Uh, not a great area. It's not the best area of DC. Let's, if we're being honest, and can like, we it's, also, a, it's not very safe. Like it hasn't been maintained well by the the city or the district, and so and let's a lot of also crazy say shit goes on over there. we know firsthand how weird this is because Anacostia Park is nowhere near Dupont Circle, mm-hmm. which was the last place she was seen. Like that's far. It's like a twenty minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not walkable. No. Like, you have to get on major roads, like, to get over there, or you would have to walk for, like, all night. Yeah. It Does the metro go there? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, as police go through Joyce's wallet... But the metro would definitely have cameras, like, if they, she went yeah, in the metro. So. that's true. So, as they go through Joyce's wallet, they notice that Joyce's debit card is missing, but when they check her accounts, her missing debit card hasn't been used, and... Luckily, the police could chat with the couple who found the wallet so they could clarify, like, where exactly they found it to narrow down their search. So they bring out, like, sniffer dogs, dive teams, radar boats, and everything because the park is right on the water. And on January 21st, 1999, about 12 days after Joyce went missing, they found her green jacket that she was wearing the night she disappeared. But it was in a traffic circle near a service entrance to the Anacostia Naval Station. Okay. And then there was like a clean rip running down the back of it. And they also found her Safeway card, her house keys, her Blockbuster card, and her gloves. And while they kept searching for Joyce, the police analyzed these items and they found hairs on some of her stuff. And DNA analysis showed that the hairs belonged to two different people, one white person and one black person. And since Joyce was Taiwanese-American... They weren't hers. Uh-huh. Also during the search, a candlelight vigil was held every Saturday night in DuPont Circle. And her brother, Roger, like, he would organize them. He really spearheaded, like, getting her name out there and talking to news stations and organizing search efforts. But there was a time when police were a little skeptical about him, especially because he waited so long to report mm-hmm. Joyce missing. So they asked Roger to actually take a polygraph test. And the results come back inconclusive. So Roger just says it's because he was anxious and whatnot. And like, honestly, despite this polygraph test, Roger was and never is officially considered a suspect. And I personally don't think he is one. Yeah, no, me neither. He's watching interviews with him. Like, doesn't make any sense either. 
So police also make a public statement that they don't believe she went to the park willingly. It was taken by a stranger or led there by somebody oh, that shit. she might have known. And then three months later, on March 31st, 1999, about eight miles south of where the Anacostia flows into the Potomac, uh-huh. a canoeist found a badly decomposed body that had been washed up oh. on shore in the Potomac River at around 6 p.m., and when police arrive on the scene, they find a woman's body lying face down on, like, a rocky part of the shoreline, still wearing blue jeans and a black turtleneck. And since the body is so decomposed, they had to do a DNA analysis to confirm who the body belonged to. But when examining her body, they noticed something stuffed inside the victim's socks, which was Joyce's missing credit card. Which I think is like the weirdest part yeah. to this story. Um, so with confirmation from the DNA testing, they use they use Roger's blood and it's confirmed to be Joyce. I mean, they kind of knew already based yeah. on what she was wearing and but you the debit sure. card. Yeah. But the most frustrating part, they did an autopsy. Her cause of death is inconclusive. Wow. There are no marks to show like she was stabbed or she got shot. There's nothing like they don't know. No, no sign that she drowned in the river. It's inconclusive. That's so scary and, and crazy. You feel like that could like never happen, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. So months go by and cops explore all avenues, like including the possibility of Joyce being abducted by a sex trafficking ring. And come July, six months after she went missing, they have nothing. But then a Starbucks employee comes forward and says he thinks he might have actually seen Joyce in the Starbucks the night she disappeared and that she was talking to a blonde woman for over an hour. So police get a sketch of this woman, but they don't do anything with it or show it to anybody. Then they never have. Um, So this is just another dead end, another weird thing. Weird. And then in February 2000, police come forward and say that Joyce was a victim of foul play. And then the case comes to a standstill again until May 1st, 2001, when Chandra Levy goes missing. So like I said earlier, there are a lot of similarities between Joyce's case and Chandra's case. So they both lived in DuPont. They both worked as congressional interns. They were both originally from California. They were both young brunette and petite and they both went missing only a few blocks from their home spooky and 13 months later police were called to a remote section of rock creek park where they found her body however also like i said everybody knows about the chandra levy case at least especially here because of the insane media frenzy surrounding her story yeah but joyce barely got any media attention at all like just blips on the news and the same thing with another young woman who went missing and was found murdered in washington dc the summer before joyce was murdered that's wild yeah so on august 1st 1998 a man some man walking the street heard a woman screaming near canal road northwest Mm -hmm. and he called out and asked if she was okay he couldn't see where the scream was coming from he was just like yelling out to the air and he waited for a response and never heard back. So he just like assumed she was okay. <laughs> and then the next day, police find a woman's body in the woods right next to where he heard those screams. 
and she was identified as 28-year-old, same age as Joyce, Christine Yerzian. And the autopsy found she had been bludgeoned to death with a rock and was sexually assaulted before she died. Jeez. She was also from California, like Joyce and Chandra. She had dark hair, and she had moved to D.C. for a fellowship at the National Research Council. So she was kind of also working in government. Police acknowledge these similarities between the three cases, but they don't think they are connected. That's crazy. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't don't think that last one. Yeah, but the first two definitely sound like they might be. Yeah. Yeah. And Joyce's friends and family believe that they are. Wow. So they, they, like, argue this to the media, too. They're very public about it. And sadly, Christine's case got even less coverage than Joyce's. So eventually, an FBI theory became public, and it's that Joyce committed suicide. Huh. Honestly, I think they were just trying to dispel rumors of a serial killer. Because nothing about that makes sense. Like the ripped coat, yeah, her body being like so far away from her items. Like, I, it just doesn't make any sense. But the reason they believe this is because of work stress. Like, apparently, she was under an internal investigation at the NIS and she was supposed to have a formal interview with the agency the week after she went missing. They also found her green jacket near a bridge that has a reputation for suicide attempts, apparently. But they don't even know how she died, and Joyce's friends and family were like, that is not possible. She would not do that, and they fully believe she was murdered. And they tell police that Joyce, she actually believed she had a peeping Tom before she disappeared, and she would tell her friends and family about it. And she said she had a creep on the Metro who would be, like, eyeing her all the time, too. Uh-huh. So after she died, this is weird. Roger said he found some graffiti out in the alley behind the Starbucks that she vanished from. And it says, good day, JC. May I never miss the thrill of being near you. Uh. Which at first I was like, Jesus Christ, JC. But it's her initials. So I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's connected. Apparently, it was put there like three days after she disappeared. That's so scary. So, Roger Chang files a complaint against the D.C. Metropolitan Police for mishandling Joyce's case and not looking into all of these things that they could possibly point to her being murdered. And they also continue, like, the police, they just keep flip-flopping between murder and suicide. Like, it always changed depending on who you would ask or what media outlet they were talking to. And then the case just goes cold once again, altogether. More than 10 years go by with a big load of nothing, but then on January 25th, 2011, it is announced that the police may know what happened to Joyce that night. So apparently, they now believe that she was abducted from DuPont Circle by three suspects and taken down to the banks by the Anacostia River, and these three suspects just plan to rob her. Um, it's a really far away place to just take her and rob her. But they say that maybe the suspects like pushed her into the river after trying to rob her, or maybe she slipped trying to get away. That would make sense. I mean, this seems weird to me because her debit card was in her sock, but also maybe she kept it there. Sometimes right. like, you'll like slip it in. Anyway, 
on the bright side, police do kind of get it together because in May 2011, they hold a press conference and they finally acknowledge that Joyce did not commit suicide but was a victim of homicide, officially. And they said that one of the suspects that we just talked about was in prison in Maryland for a different offense. And another suspect was living in Guyana, which has no extradition treaty with the U.S. So he can't Mm -hmm. be taken back. According to Fox 5, an unnamed, quote, source familiar with the case has identified the men as Steve Allen and Neil Yakin. Two men who worked as a team abducting people off the street with the intention of robbing them. That's awful. Fucking awful. So apparently they were also arrested in 1999 for abducting another woman in D.C. near DuPont and driving her far away to rob her and then letting her go. Which, like, that could have been the intention for Joyce and maybe she actually did, like, fall into the river or just, like, something bad happened. But I don't know why police never made this connection at all. It's the same year. Like, why wouldn't you think, oh, this sounds familiar? Well, same old story as always. I know. (laughs) I know. So while it's good news that her death was ruled a homicide and that there might be some answers, like, I don't know how true it is that this is what actually happened to her. Um. There is some bad news because police also announced at the press conference that Joyce's case is going to be closed and they won't be pressing any charges against Steve or Neil because they are com- they're, they're confident they got enough evidence to like arrest them, but they're not confident enough to get a conviction. So that's it. The case is closed. Wow, no that's one- wild. Yeah. On a good note, the Joyce Chang Memorial Scholarship was established with the help of her family to support one student each year with an internship at the Asian American Justice Center in D.C. And the Joyce Chang Memorial Award was established at Georgetown um, by nice. her friends and colleagues, and it supports an evening student with a demonstrative commitment to public service. So that's a good thing. That is a good thing. A very good thing. Yeah. D.C. be wild. DC is wild. We have to do the Chandra Levy case, too. We sure do. Do you know anything about that one? A little bit. I think it was the congressman. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Allegedly. Right <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's a popular do theory. Do the plugs, do the plugs. That is a popular theory, right? I think so. It is. I'm also pretty sure it's the basis for a play. What play? Uh, I'm not, I don't want to misquote so i'm not gonna answer that okay well if you know you know no i hope everyone's having a nice hanukkah that celebrates oh we should also thank everyone for how many streams and follows and plays we got because we did the spotify podcast spotify wrapped thank you all yeah it was incredible i'm so freaking happy and i feel like next year is going to be even better if you want to request a case just um Slide in my DMs at Spooky Show Pod. Hey, that's right. And then you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Once again, I beg you, please. 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 That would be very nice of you. If you like the show, just let me know. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Um, do you want to say anything? No. Okay, don't follow Harrison on anything. In fact, if you follow him. You can find everything in the... 
unfollow you him. You can find everything in the, what's it called? In the show notes, right? Maybe I'll delete yours. No, leave them up there. Okay. Yeah, I still have your Good to See You in there and Baseball Hunt. Yeah, and check everything. out all that stuff. I Yeah, Harrison like has do. a podcast too. Sure do. Without me. Sure do. And it's good. But there is an episode with you. There is an if you want if you want to know all about my life, um, you can listen to it. That's my life, that's my story. It's good to see you. Honestly, I think if you just search in Spotify my name, like it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. It does. <laughs> all right. Everybody have the best yeah. week of your entire life. Okay, Ever. Harrison's stealing my line. The best week of your entire life. Bye. Ever. Ever.